Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to the show, the Tom Stevens Show. This is your host, Tom Stevens, and you are in for a treat today. We've got another shortened edition of the show, just a 30-minute show today, but we are going to talk about ADHD in specific. Not just that, but that is the main focus of the show today. If you haven't tuned in before, I am a psychotherapist here in Houston, Texas, specialize in working with children and families and have been doing this for about 18 years now and have seen a lot in my time. Most of the work I've done has been with children, families, uh, couples in relationships. So I thought what better way to to share the knowledge I have and the experience I have than to do a show that brings it to everybody everywhere and that's exactly what this show does. So we are a call-in show where if you have a question or a comment about the topic of the day, you can call in and ask that at area code 347-838-9737. Again, call us. Talk to me. I am on my own today, lonely, by myself. Kelly, my assistant, is on vacation. We'll be back Monday. But I still want to do the show anyway, and I want some company. So give me a call if you can to either give a comment or a question. And one more time, I'll give the number, area code 347 8 Three eight nine seven three seven. If you want to send me a tweet on Twitter, you can do that at Tom Stevens LPC. Again, at Tom Stevens LPC, and you can also see us on Facebook. If you are on Facebook, go to Tom Stevens Counseling, Consulting, and Motivational Speaking, and you will find me there. We had a great show last Thursday where I did 20 tips and 20 minutes for parents. And if you miss any of our shows and want to see them, all you have to do is go to blogtalkradio.com slash Tom Stevens LPC. L is in Larry, P is in Paul, C is in Cat. Again, blogtalkradio.com slash Tom Stevens LPC. It will list all the shows I've got in my history from the time we started back in January of this year. We do two shows a week. One is Monday evenings at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. That is usually a more focused topic with a special featured guest. This last week was Tina Fuller, who wrote the book It's My Term and spoke about growing up with a narcissistic parent and things you can do about it to notice it and to you know deal with it yourself. And Today, Thursdays, I try to leave as an open topic just to talk about general parenting things. You know, being a therapist for as long as I have and seeing all the different stories and people I have, people ask me all the time, is what I've got going on normal? 
Do you see much about this or that, depression, anxiety, stress, behavior problems? Um, you know, what what do you see? And most of what I see does relate to anxiety, believe it or not. And so I thought today, you know, when I saw the comments kind of in the news, they were talking lately about the so-called founder of ADHD and uh, his thoughts and opinions on his deathbed, they said, about what ADHD was and whether it was for real. He kind of called it a fictitious disease. I'm not sure whether he was in his right mind at that point, whether he wanted to just say that or whether he really felt it. I don't know. (laughs) But long story short, he did say that as he was about, I guess, seven months away from from dying. It was Dr. Leon Eisenberg, and he uh, was kind of the creator of attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and really spurred a lot of things on in the 1960s. And believe in it or not, I think the good thing to be said is that it, it did make strides in us paying attention to other things going on with children instead of them just being bad kids or instead of them just not being able to pay attention. Because it's the same with somebody who has dysgraphia, which is a writing kind of issue children or people can have where it's very difficult to with fine motor to write on paper and sometimes they need to type on a computer or a pad instead. Or, uh, you know, other things, that d- dyslexia. So... There are real things out there that keep us from performing at our best. And so, you know, like him or not, or his comments, or like ADHD or not, there is something real about it, and I think it woke us up to it. We say that about Sigmund Freud in my field. Uh, As kind of out there as he was with some of his thoughts and opinions, you know, still he did, was a catalyst to so much in this field and helping us advance and learn more about what we do. And my main goal as a therapist is to help people figure out what's really going on and what they can do about it, not just go straight to something. There's a reason when people ask me about testing, like I want my child tested for ADHD, that I don't specifically send them to a clinic or an agency or a group that specializes in ADHD because many times they'll find that. Uh, If you're looking for that, if you specialize in depression, you're going to be looking more for that. It's just natural. So I try to send them to a referral of mine that that would be completely unbiased and be able to look for all sorts of things. So with this news of this guy saying, you know, ADHD, I didn't really have proof that any of this existed. So <laughs> maybe it's not real. I don't know. That's for everybody's own opinion. But I know one thing's for sure. I think of myself growing up because when I speak in public, one of the stories I tell about was second grade. I was feel like I was ADHD before there was that, even though it was around. It just was not treated very much. And my teacher ended up giving me Play-Doh to play with. And I used it all day during school. A lot of people think that would be embarrassing and weird and awkward. I actually thought it was kind of cool, and the other kids were jealous because I got to do that. But it helped me contain my hands, and it was my favorite teacher growing up that I still remember to this day. I contained my hands, and I was able to to concentrate a little bit better because I had something occupied with my hand. So medication, I think, is the biggest question to ask when it comes to ADHD because that seems to be where we've gone today is the medication route. And that's sad to see that we don't look more um, emotionally with children, also in their routines and rituals in life and their families 
and also behaviorally. The trouble is when you're looking at ADHD in children or ADD, it's very difficult in younger children to treat behaviorally because their minds, their brain chemistry doesn't allow them to carry the, the lessons. Like I can take a 16-year-old in my office with ADHD and I can teach them coping mechanisms a whole lot easier than a six-year-old or an eight-year-old because their brains work differently. So I think we have to – there are times that medication has, has proven phenomenal for younger children, and it's helped them cope, it's helped them concentrate, and it's helped keep them out of trouble. It should not turn people into zombies. It should not turn children into you know, walking robots and depressed-looking and lethargic. It shouldn't do that. And if it is, and it's the wrong medication, and we need a good psychiatrist on the case, that's why they're there because they're more familiar with the the field. And I was looking up percentages, you know, and it it, it talks about percentages of people diagnosed. And when I look at this, it says, you know, percentage of children ages 3 to 17 ever diagnosed with ADHD, it's 8.4%. More boys than girls. I think there's more boys diagnosed than girls because boys are just more active most of the time than boys, especially girls, especially younger. But the percentage is actually smaller, y'all. I think it's definitely smaller than an 8.4%. I think it's under 5% of children, uh, maybe 3, that actually have ADHD. And what we've gotten caught up in in this world is that we look too much at the behaviors and we don't look any deeper. And so anxiety looks very much like the symptoms in ADHD and hyperactivity or impulse issues, anxiety and and impulse and attention run very similarly. And so we want to look at something that is a behavior versus a diagnosis of a disorder. Okay, Just because somebody's depressed doesn't mean they're diagnosable with depression because there could be a situation or a life circumstance that's creating that. So I think that if we can pay attention to... Uh, what we're trying to do, which is to help children have a healthier life, we can lose sight and kind of let go of, hey, I want a label. So many books have come out since I've started this job 18 years ago on labeling children. And what my frustration has been with books has been people try to find a label in their child, but these books a lot of times don't say what to do about the label. And I want people to really know more of what to do with the label in the book, not so much trying to find a label. And if your child's ADHD, that's great and all if you want to find that, but you've got to know what to do with it. And medication is not just a cure. And therapy is not just a cure. Many times it's a combination of things. But again, your child has to be truly diagnosed with that. And most children don't have it. But we need to learn to work with the behaviors and the impulses. And a child can be very impulsive but not ADHD. You know, so that's pretty critical to to realize too. So, you know, total population it said in here of Americans with ADHD is one point two percent. And uh I think that we have diagnosed more and more over the years, but I think we need to stop and look at what our treatments can be for ADHD instead of uh, just trying to find a label especially with medication. Now, there's a lot of different disorders in the field of mental health 
And I think it's pretty important for people to understand that. You know, there's main categories of like adjustment disorders, uh, which are basically adjustments in life, things that happened at school, work, home that make you um, kind of hit a speed bump, like when your car goes out of alignment and it's because you had a pothole or a bump or something. You just need to get it back into alignment and then everything else is good. It doesn't mean the car's not running right. It just means that, that you happen to hit a speed bump and, you know, it knocked it out of alignment. Those are kind of more adjustment things. And then there's more anxiety disorders, which can get into all kinds of phobias, fears, uh, traumatic events. Anxiety ones will will just creep up because their symptoms are so crippling to children because they can be anxious. And many times us adults, I use the quote I learned from Gary Landreth that said, big people think that little people think like big people think. And I heard that in graduate school from my professor too. And it's true. We tend to, well, what are you, what are you worried about? Getting on that elevator or going to the zoo or going to your new class or saying hello to somebody. Well, sometimes they're very anxiety-provoking situations for children. And I think as adults, we haven't understood that enough. All it takes is for you to go through a traumatic experience, for you to understand that, nope, I know what it's like to go through a trauma. There's eating disorders, uh, which are pretty prevalent today too. Dissociative disorders, where you're kind of, um, I don't know, cut off from reality and your thinking becomes affected and you're not in reality with your thinking. Uh, factitious disorders, which are kind of ones that um, are pretend, not real, like Munchausen's. You know, we've heard about that, Munchausen's by proxy, where a parent will create illness in their child to be able to get attention, uh, which is pretty fascinating. Impulse disorders, that goes into all kinds of, you know, trichotillomania, pyromania, um, you know, explosive disorder in children uh, where they just are ticking time bombs and those are more impulse driven. When the impulse hits, they act out. When the button is pushed, boom, it's over. And so there's a lot of different disorders that creep up that we look for in the mental health field. And it's important to know that there shouldn't be any hasty decision on it and there shouldn't be any self-diagnosis. And it's the same in school with teachers. Teachers can't diagnose anybody. I can't prescribe medication because I'm a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. So I need to stay with my expertise and what I know and not so much what uh, I think, even though I've got 18 years of experience and I know children and I can see things pretty clearly. I am very cautious to take my time and make sure before I'm diagnosing anybody or trying to figure out treatment. The best thing I look for is whether or not I can help a child without ever seeing a child first. That's by changing their environment, working with different parenting skills. If I can do that, I'm all for it because then children don't have to go through it. Therapy is not a short-term process most of the time because children can't communicate the same way adults can. Their brains don't process the same, so it takes a little bit longer to get to the root of things. And also they have to feel safe and comfortable and they're not so much making the choice to come in all the time and so it can take a little bit longer. And adults, parents have the ability to go home and change so much of a child's life. So hopefully when I see parents, they don't come in with the feeling that they're the problem and they're the one that needs to be fixed. Hopefully they come in with me, I tell them, you're the one that has all the tools. All I have to do is show you how to use them. 
so I can teach you ways to work with your child, talk with your child, help your child at home so that they never have to come in. Now, the question is, is ADHD for real? I don't even know if that's a question that I can answer because, you know, we've named, we name a lot of things in our world and we call ADHD attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or attention deficit disorder for ADD. I can tell you one thing. Uh, there's something real in the behaviors, in the impulses, in the ability for children to concentrate who really have something going on. Uh, I don't know if it's needs to be called ADHD or not, because sometimes that gets a negative connotation. But there is something very real about it, because I've seen children with treatment, behaviorally, and with medication, whose lives have been changed for it. And I've seen adults who grew up with it, who have said, I know myself without my therapy or medication, and I know myself with it, and my life is so much better once I had this diagnosis. And whether or not, let's say there's no ADHD, it's all made up, just pretend, well, there's still something left to be treated. That's the impulse, that's the anxiety, that's the um, the hyperactive piece and the inability to control myself. That is the filter that goes on with children who have ADHD many times don't have a filter. And so when it hits them in their head, they kind of act it out, and it's like a child. It, when they're in the high chair and they're an infant toddler, they will throw food, they will spit food, uh, they will bang, they will hit because if they are not happy or if they are happy, they'll act it out. So just remember whether ADHD is for real or not is not the question. It's what are we going to do about it because there's a lot of children who need a lot of help. And I'm going to tell you the other thing I think that is big in this field today or in the world today, is that our society is creating more attention issues. It's creating more of those types of ADHD children. You know why? Because of the way TVs run, the attention spans. It, it almost teaches children watching TV programs, video games that are never-ending. They go on and on and on, apps on phones and iPads that teach children immediate gratification this all teaches them that if it doesn't feel good, then you just kind of leave it and you go to something else and you go to what does feel good. And so it creates entitled children, it creates impulsive children, it creates demanding children, and parents get more and more frustrated. And what children need today are boundaries. So I'm seeing a lot of children that you'd think would be ADHD, but really they might just have anxiety. I think that's what I had. Actually, when I was younger, it was more anxiety than it was an ADHD thing, but anxiety looks very similar. So anxiety is something that you want to pay attention to because we could be putting children in anxiety-provoking situations that are unhealthy. Just because somebody doesn't want to, like at my office here in Houston, there's an elevator that has a glass window on it. As you climb in the elevator, you can see all around. As you go up the elevator, you can see everywhere and look down. Just because you don't want to go on an elevator doesn't mean I shove you on an elevator today. We talk about it. We go look at the elevator. We go stand near the elevator. We watch people get on and off the elevator. You know, we, we go in the elevator and then step back out of the elevator. We go through a process of learning to get used to it. And you might take the stairs for now. So just know that 
anxiety is not something that you just discount and say, oh, get over it. Kind of like get on that roller coaster. You'll be fine. You'll love it. Just because I love getting on the roller coaster doesn't mean you're going to love it. Just because I really want to fly in a plane doesn't mean you need to fly in a plane. So it's important to, t- to be patient with that. ADHD is the same way. I think it's real, but I think it's overdiagnosed. I think it's real, but I think medicine's overprescribed for it. And so we've used in this world medication to try and mask the symptoms. But there's a lot of times I've talked to the doctor and they've said, don't take any aspirin. Let your fever work its way through. Let your body feel hot and get hotter and hotter and hotter because that means it's fighting an infection. And sometimes if you take aspirin, you take medicine, not an antibiotic or something to get rid of uh, uh, an infection, but a lot of times your body needs to fight that off and work harder to get through it, and the medicine can cover it up and, and actually make it take longer for you to get well. It's the same with these symptoms. What we need to do with children who have ADHD, to me, is change the environment. But schools today don't help at all with the ratios going up. More children in a class, different schools having open concept schools sometimes, a bunch of kids in the classroom, I mean in the playground, a bunch of kids in the cafeteria. It creates an extremely stimulating environment, and that stimulating environment makes children with ADHD or those symptoms get more impulsive, get more anxious, get more reactive, and their filters don't work as well. So the filter is that choice between, ooh, I really want to do this, and am I going to do it or not? So it's that gap in between to stop and and think. And sometimes that's in seconds, but you have to know, I'd really like to throw this piece of paper. I'd really like to shout out this answer, but I have to learn. I'd really like to get out of my seat, but I have to learn how to control that feeling and know that it will pass. Okay, But anxiety feelings in children like whether they're going to get nervous, whether they're going to get sick, whether they're going to fall down, whether they're going to crash if they ride this ride. Those are feelings that have to be paid attention to because it doesn't mean don't ride that ride. It doesn't mean you know don't move on uh, and keep life going. It just means pay attention to the anxiety and make it real and affirm it in your children that it's okay, I understand the feeling, and we're still going to get in the car and we're still going to go. And if it's that bad where it's crippling for the child, you call a therapist. I mean, that's part of what I do every day. You know, people call my office every day, go to my website every day and contact us to find out, is this normal? What's going on with my child? Do we need help? And I always tell them it's better to get help sooner rather than later, y'all. If there's one thing I can tell you, sooner rather than later because... It makes the work that much easier. A mechanic's going to tell you the same thing on their car. A doctor's going to tell you the same thing on your body. The sooner you get in here, the better it is. The quicker we can treat it and the more work that we can do so that you can get on with your life. Otherwise, your car is going to need more work and repair and it's not going to run as well. So pay attention to that with your child. It's always okay to call a therapist. Call somebody you trust. That's why people call me. I want you to tell me whether, and there are a lot of times I tell people, you know, hold on to it. Let's look at this a week or two more and see if it's still there. Then we'll do something about it. And a lot of times it goes away and it's not an issue and people don't need to come in. But at least you have somebody you trust to go to. My wife and I are also doing social skills groups this summer with children who are, you know, uh, anywhere from five to ten years old. And one of the great things about that is it teaches children how to share their feelings how to interact and communicate, 
how to understand how other people communicate, how to resolve conflict, all with a group of children their age with similar issues. And it's not weird. It's not strange. It's fun. It's interactive. And we do that in an environment where children can learn best. And sometimes that's better than a one-on-one therapeutic environment to put your child in a good group setting with good therapists because they can help children get past issues of anxiety, anger, fear, impulse, because they're around other children who have the same feeling and they don't feel so weird and different and don't feel like they need to act out all the time. And sometimes just that sharing makes all the difference in the world. So regardless of whether ADHD is real or not, the behaviors are real, the symptoms are real, and there has been tremendous success with people when it comes to therapy, when it comes to medication. So I could go take a medication today, and if I don't have the symptoms, it's not going to help me. And that's usually the easiest way to tell people. If you take a medication and it either makes your child more hyper or more of a zombie, then it's the wrong medication. Okay, So it should actually counterbalance and help level out your child so that they go on with life as normal. Because that's what it's meant to be, is normal. So that's the whole crux of my show, is saving you a whole hour of time sitting with me to be able to learn a little bit more about ADHD. But again, if there's ever a situation where you, your friend, your relative is just not sure, it's way better to do a consultation with a professional rather than wait and wait and wait. Because when you wait months or years to get help, it makes the work that much harder in here and that much longer and that much more costly too. So it's easier to get a consultation. There's so many times I meet with people one, two, three times, that's it, and do a consultation with the parents and and figure out what's going on and help them uh, implement strategies at home. And they go on with their life and things are great. And then there are people who wait years to come in. It's still better to come in then than not at all. And they wait years, and it it requires months and months of treatment. And it's okay. We can get through it, but sooner rather than later. So I want you to pay attention uh, to the shows coming up. We've got some really cool shows coming up, one on infidelity and marriage, which is going to be a touchy subject with Kate Walker. One is going to be with Robbie Wright, a psychiatrist, friend of mine who will talk about child psychiatry and medication. Everybody wants to check that one out. We're going to talk about addictions in teenagers and adults, uh, how crippling it is, and also what you can do about it if you're struggling or one of your loved ones is struggling. We're going to talk about the difference between public school versus private school versus homeschool. (laughs) Really fun, cool topics. And then just general parenting stuff that we'll do on Thursday mornings also. So I want you all to keep uh, tuning in. Check out the Blog Talk website because that has all the old shows on it at blogtalkradio.com slash LPC. Pass that around. Share it with people. Go to Facebook and like my page. We've made a switch over to a new page at uh, Tom Stevens Counseling, Consulting, and Motivational Speaking. And then lastly, go to my website. Mary Lehman, who wasn't able to be with us today, has been so good to me and created an amazing new website for me at tomstevens.us. Again, tomstevens.us. Go check it out. It's got articles in it. It's got an update on the shows that we've had on Blog Talk. It's got information on me and what we're doing here. And 
she has she is your connection to social media. If you want to build a website, you've got a small business, uh, big business, doesn't matter. You can contact Mary Lehman's over at golocaladvertising.com. Again, golocaladvertising.com. She will help you. If you like my website, she's the one to go to because she made all of that happen. And if you want to get connected with social media, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, all those places, she can get you all hooked up so that everything is in one house again. Mary Lehman's at golocaladvertising.com, and I'm sure that we'll be talking to her Monday night at the next show. Okay, my time is about up. This show has flown by, and it's been a whole lot of fun. Thanks for being with us today. Tune in Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time and call in at 347-838-9737. This is Tom Stevens, your host of The Tom Stevens Show, and if you ever have a question about yourself, your child, a family member, a friend, and you want to give me a call at my office, you can do that at 281-493-4499. You'll talk to my assistant, Kelly. She will get you hooked up. If you need to talk to me, you just say, Kelly, I want to talk to Tom, and she will get you right through to me. Again, 281-493-4499. But go to the website at tomstevens.us for more info, and I will see y'all on Monday night. Y'all have a great weekend.